three, two, one, zero. Blue is the color, football is the game, we're all together, winning is our aim, so cheer us on through the sun and rain, cause Chelsea, Chelsea is our name. What it do, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday, May 7th, and the Chelsea podcast is on cloud nine today. RJ, how you feeling? The boys made it. it to the Champion League final. Against Love the it. team we just beat a couple weeks ago, Manchester City. Dude, how are you feeling to be a new member of the greatest club in the world? Absolutely. Love it. Real Madrid. I, I, you're dog water to me. Absolute dog water. Dog water. Dog Listen, water. folks. Listen, folks. It was great. I can't. I couldn't yep. stream it, right? So I'm at work. I got like the ESPN like following the, game, like, the game game Gamecast <laughs> game game going cast? on. You know how shitty uh, soccer Gamecast is. It's the worst. But guess what? It's the worst. I was of them here all. for it. And it's like I think it was like the 85th minute. I'm sitting there and Mason yep. Mount scores, that and I'm like, second, let's go! That header, that header I'm baby. Screaming, oh, it was I'm so screaming dirty. at my desk. It was so I'm like, let's dirty. go! Mason oh, Mount so just taps it on in. Taps it on it, and then we had a header Let's earlier a in the game. Loved it. Soccer, uh, football. I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. Football yeah. is amazing. I'm about it. I'm about the fans. I'm about the lifestyle. I've joined these Facebook groups. I'm in it. Blue <laughs> is the color, baby. Blue is the He's color. He's feeling it, ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's get into the podcast. If you're listening oh, here, we're on doing YouTube, a podcast right now. Oh yeah, we're doing a podcast. Uh, if you're Oops. listening on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Hit the notification button so you know what's going on every week. If you're listening on the podcast, please leave us a comment or a review or just something so we know what's going on out there. RJ, we're clearly feeling good. Our yes, team we has are. made it to the Champions League final. Other than Chelsea being the greatest football team in the world, what kind of hot shit you bring in the people today? Oh me. Well, apparently, I like to go like the boxing route, the kind of the dark route. It's you kind of what we're hearing do. from the you fans. Yeah. So, hey, let's let's keep keep that ball rolling, right? Uh, Tom Wilson is apparently a scumbag. If you don't watch, well, I should the Capitals' defensive man. I believe he's a defenseman. Uh, Tom Wilson yeah. is what you consider a goon. Like that's kind of his role on the team. And hey, you know what? That's how they want to build their team. That's fine. But what he did to RJ, Arani, describe to the people what a goon is. Oh, yeah. Describe to the people what a goon is. Yeah, a goon is basically someone who's on the team solely to fight or agitate the other team. So, yeah, um, yeah. if you've ever seen the Money Ducks, he's like the Bash Bros. Uh, This is like the best way I can describe it. He's a big, strong guy who likes to fight. Or the movie Goon, you know. Or the movie Goon, duh. Uh, Duh. Sean William Scott. Okay, let me get to the point, okay? He had a very bad hit on Pirani and ended Pirani's season. Am I saying his name right? Artemis Pirani, I believe that's his name. I don't know, Pirani? but that's a dope-ass name. Holy shit. Yeah, so Artemis like, anyways, Pirani? Like, we, we already know. We already know that I don't pronounce names. Like, that's kind of my thing. Not well. It's just never going to well. happen. So, he, Tom Wilson was only fined $5,000. The Rangers came back and released a statement, and I'm paraphrasing, basically saying, hey, he ended one of our 
good player season and you the head of player safety is just yep. gonna give a five dollar fine this yeah. this is wrong and we want an investigation something is not right here we want answers 100 it, ladies and gentlemen it is possible that the new york rangers might get fined more than tom wilson did for that for ending a guy's season Okay, now let, let, let's let's push the ball forward a little bit. Uh, yesterday, okay, yesterday there was a game, and guess who played? The Capitals versus the New York Rangers. Guess what yep. happened as soon as the puck dropped? As soon as the puck dropped. Three fights. Big old brawl. It was great. If you love hockey, you love that. You I do. believe at the end, no, I don't believe, I know it. At the start, after the first five minutes of the game, there was still 72 Minutes in the penalty box left to be spent. Yep. Ladies, ladies, in case you don't know hockey, there's only 60 minutes in a game. That just tells you how crazy, how crazy it was. Yep. Shady, what do you think? Wild. No, I love it, yep. dude. That's the part of the reason why hockey is still the best sport in the world. Other, I mean, soccer and hockey, bro. Because, like, Let's again, highest level of highest level of team sport. Like, you got to have a good team to win. Uh, you mm-hmm. got to skate well. You got to have speed. And then you get to just kick the shit out of each other sometimes. And that's why I love rugby, too, baby. I'm an all-black fan. Hit me hard. <laughs> but, like, I, I, I love – that's what I like to see. One of my favorite sports moments of all time was the brawl between – the why can't we be friends brawl back in the day between the Avalanche and the Red Wings. I, I want to say it was, like, 97, 98, something around that. Um, yes. But, yeah. Dude, it was just, it was just, uh, it was sweet. Uh, I, I believe, I want to say that the New York Rangers fired a, a bunch of people in their front office. Uh, I think their GM ended up getting fired, uh, and probably, I think one other representative did, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say that if I don't know it. So, you know, hey, shooting from the cuff. Uh, but I, either way, I loved it. It was good to see, uh, to be honest. I just, sometimes you just need a good fight. You need a good fight. Yeah, hockey. and it was definitely entertaining. I do feel bad for the Rangers because if you do watch the fight, like, I do they're, too. they're fighting to like stick up for their guy who's out for the rest of the season. But every single one of the fights that happened, the Rangers kind of just got Getting wrecked. Pummeled. Yeah, wrecked. But well, you also got to gotta understand like one of the weirdest stats about hockey, and and I promise you, go look. Start when you start watching hockey, start looking out for this. The team that gets more hits per game usually win the game. If you can bring the thunder more often than your opponents do, you, honestly, you usually walk out of that rink with a W. And the Capitals just won the chip last year, the the big old Stanley Cup. They just walked away from it. So you two years be, ago, yes, was it two COVID. years? Who won last year? Yeah, the Tampa Bay Lightning against the Dallas. Oh, did Stars. they really? They did. Damn, that's crazy. Uh, either way, yeah, two years ago, I guess sports just got shut off for me during coronavirus. COVID I just had really to get a bunch of shit together. Kind of wild, um, but either way. Uh, yeah, uh, Washington Caps are obviously a very talented team. They still got Ovechkin. So, yeah, it, it, it was very interesting. Yes, sir. My next one, my second hot shit, is a guy with a dope name, John Means. Okay, he is an, Orla- uh, an Orioles pitcher, the Baltimore Orioles. He had a no-hitter. Great, amazing, love to see it. Great for the sport of baseball. Here's the yep. wild thing. I say wild thing for a reason. Very he specific. was one wild pitch one wild pitch away from a perfect game he struck a guy out on a wild pitch but the guy still reached first base therefore he allowed a base runner not a perfect game that may be the first time ever in all of baseball that's ever happened but it's just interesting and you love to see it you love to see baseball getting put in the being put in the spotlight 
it seems like baseball is kind of dying out. But Trout, like Michael, Mike Trout, on uh, the last podcast, we talked about how he's elevating his game and, you know, giving the people what they want. Definitely. He's stroking it. Stroking it, baby. This this he's is bringing it. eyes to baseball. We need that. If baseball is going to stay alive, we're still going to get good youth going into it. We need it. And I'm I'm here for it. No doubt about it. And this this... The new age of baseball sucks. Like I, I hate home run derbies, dude. Like, like I, I it's just not for me. Like I don't, I don't just want to see a fourteen thirteen game. I want to see pitching. I want to see technical uh, strategy in the field. I want to see a manager telling somebody to 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 bunt. I want to yeah. see him to like. I want to see a runner go. Like I want to see more strategy to baseball, and that's what's killing it. And that's what I feel like that administration doesn't understand. And so whenever things like the 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 MLB. Uh, uh, like commissioner's administration. But that's why I love seeing shit like this. You you love it when like a, a story like this explodes and everyone talks about this guy getting a no-no and, uh, and, and get ending on a wild pitch because it brings the attention back to what's actually interesting about baseball, which is the same thing that's interesting about all sports strategy upsets like sh- shit like that. Not just everybody clearing the fence every five seconds. It, it, it's just they're falling into the fallacy of every other sport world, which is just offense is what sells when, in my opinion, it's not. You know what I mean? Especially not in baseball where offense is just as boring as anything else. So I love to see it. I love to see it. No, I agree. And I think uh, you and I were we're real sports fans. I remember uh, I forget my exact age, but I was in Buffalo Wild Wings with my brother and my father watching Justin Verlander's no hitter. And yep. I was more entertained by that who literally exactly. no offense. Right, exactly. more entertained by that yep. than almost any any baseball game I've ever watched. But that's hey, it's baseball. That's those are our opinions on it. Uh, what's your hot shit? So my hot shit, going back to soccer here, and I'm not gonna keep harping on the fact that Chelsea is the greatest team in the world, even though I mean they are, they are. It Let's is known. They, it is known. But either way, uh, so it's now come out that the UEFA has. At least they're now pursuing the idea that every team that stood behind the Super League are basically, they're they're trying it, are going to face a two-year Champions League ban. No like way. We, talked, we talked about it on our first podcast, what, how mm-hmm. big the Champions League is. They're, they are facing a two-year Champions League ban for the teams that didn't just bail. So a, a couple podcasts ago, we were talking, the, the second podcast, we were talking about like how Chelsea bailed. Um, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of the teams, especially in, we are in the clear uh, in the Premier League left. So the teams that didn't the teams that were like, no, 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 we want the Super League because all they give a shit about is money and they don't care about anything else. My opinion, you know, whatever. Fight me. Uh, our Juventus, which is Cristiano Ronaldo's team. Big apples. Ooh, big apples. Ooh. Yep. Ronaldo's team. Juventus. Uh, Real Madrid who Chelsea just stomped yeah. out of the Champions League. So, you know, they'd never win it anyway. Why are they even in the tournament? Yeah. Uh, the AC scrubs. Milan and and Barcelona. So, realistically, it, it's the four teams that have always just thought their shit smells like roses, which is, mm-hmm. it, it just makes sense. Of co- Like, of course, those were the four squads in Europe who are going to be like, no, we should only play the, the, the super massive million billionaire teams. Um, so, yeah, they're facing a two-year suspension in the Champions League. We'll see if it actually plays out and how much power the UEFA, um, or how I, I guess how big their stick is and how fast they want to swing it. So, I, I like yeah, that's that. that's cool. What do you think? Uh, I, it's very interesting. Something like that is going to be very hard uh, to actually get done because when they 
after those two years? Are the are they automatically back in, or are they do they start in the relegated league? And that would actually be really cool because I believe only two year two teams move up each year from the relegation. Is that correct, or are we not sure about that? What What are you talking about? If they go down to the uh, the lower tier, uh, so there how are, many teams? There are, so that's spe- that's specifically in the Premier League, and there are three teams that go down to the lower league. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Well, I think it'd be interesting after all that. You know, who would, would they have teams take their place while they're gone? It's just it'd be interesting. I think it's very, gonna be hard to actually likely. do. It'd yeah, be very I think hard so. In yeah, action. so specifically, specifically, what you would be talking about is like uh, the 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 teams at the top of their whatever league it is who make it into the Champions League. Yes, they would just they they would basically just void them out, and whoever's the next seed following. Whoever's the next seed following um, would end up ending up in the Premier League or in the Champions League, rather. Uh, but yeah, we'll see, dude. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see these 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 teams get beat because a it makes the path easier for Chelsea to win a Champions yes, League sir. again. Because I mean, we're gonna see them win. They're gonna take down Man City, no doubt. I really no doubt. hope so. I can't wait. I can't wait for it. Oh, I know. Me neither, dude. I might fly down to Texas just to watch that game with you because I'm 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 fucking hyped. I'm here for it. I might be. Uh, yeah, I might take the day off of work for that, depending on what time it is. That sounds great. Absolutely. We'll we'll figure it out. But either way, uh, second hot shit. We got to get off the soccer train eventually. We have to. Um, <laughs> we have to. So pivoting over to the NBA, Scott Brooks, head coach of go. the Washington Wizards and former head coach of the OKC Thunder, has stated that he believes. Russell Westbrook will go down as the second greatest point guard of all time behind Magic Johnson. And now, RJ, before I ask you for your opinion on this, I'm going to give my opinion on this. Fuck off, Scott Brooks. You're wrong. Perfect. Just just because just because the dude can get a triple double any night that he wants because he's the only one who touches the ball. Yeah, okay, sure. But you're telling me that Russell Westbrook is a better point guard than not Magic Johnson. He did he did say that Magic Johnson is, you know, the greatest of all time. Agreed. But you're telling me that Russell Westbrook is a better point guard, a better point guard than Allen Iverson, John Stockton, like these incredible point guards who we've seen over the course of the NBA, over NBA history. Uh, it, it just it, it blows my absolute mind that I, I think, especially Allen Iverson, dude. Allen Iverson was the prototypical point guard for me. Steve Nash. There Russell Westbrook's that's, a better point guard than Steve Nash. Like, come on, man. And now we got to give him a benefit of the doubt because he was the head coach of basically Russell Westbrook's entire career, except career. for his time in Houston. So is what it is. Um, but but st- I, he's just looking out for his boy, I guess. But either way, what do you, what do you think about that horrible? Yeah, horrible I mean, I was going to bring Scott up Brooks gave. I mean, I, if you want to say top ten, I think that's even a stretch. Mm. Like, I don't feel like mm-hmm. he makes your team. Able, he doesn't make your team win a championship. No, he hurts your team winning a championship. He doesn't give anyone else any opportunities. If if I had to assemble a three on three team, yeah, yeah, I'm taking him. I'm taking him, and he's great. Perfect, no problem. But for an actual NBA team trying to win championships, there's no way. He's too greedy, and you need to have the, the team part. What we we're talking about, team sports like soccer and hockey. You don't get that with Russell Westbrook. You really no. don't. So, I mean, you stated it very well. I just don't want to re-say everything you said, but I don't, I don't know what he sees. Like he is very poor basketball coach, in my opinion. He'd probably get fired. <laughs> Have, that's, an, that's an elevated take for you. 
Well, yeah, Scott Brooks, get the F out of the league, bro. Go back yeah. down to NCAA or some shit. Because you you made a great point where it's like where it's like you he 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 consumes the entire offense. And if there is one position, point guard through center, that cannot do that. It's the point guard, okay? Every other position, you can make a justification for why they are holding on to the ball when they, they have it. The point guard cannot be that guy. I would even put LeBron James above him as a point guard all time. Like, LeBron James is a more effective point guard to me and that would than be Russell fair. Westbrook is. Like, I, I can't believe that, Jake. But either way, we've, we're already you, getting elevated here in hot shit, bro. We're already, yes, sir. We're already getting sky high here in hot shit. So... So are you going to bring the thunder here? Are you going to bring us even higher? Take us even higher up into the clouds take with your elevated take here, Mr. RJ? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can uh, Was that a Creed reference? Was, was that a Creed reference on our Chelsea podcast? Yeah. Oops. Whoops. Okay. Yeah, I can uh, go first if that's what hey, you want. Scott Staff, give us a call. Um, yeah. All right, bro. Your time starts now. All right, I'm just going to come out and say it. Lamella Ball is Rookie of the Year, okay? And what I have to say about that, Rookie of the Year to me is all about the ROI. Rookie of the Year is all about the ROI, return on investment. And that is what you get with Lamella Ball. Let me give you some stats, okay? That was pretty clever, right? Like, I put in some, uh, took some work to, I worked that out a little bit, a little workshopped. Okay. Points per game, Lamella Ball, he's averaging 15.9. Rebounds, 5.9. Assist, 6.1. Minutes per game, 28 minutes a game. It's not That's not much for uh, you know someone who would normally get Rookie of the Year. Now, I'm going to give you his main competitions, and I'm going to restate what Lamellos are, okay? His main competition is Anthony Edwards. I'm going to kind of seem like I'm dogging on Anthony Edwards. I'm really not. I think he's a great player. I just think it's really unfortunate he was drafted in the same class as LaMelo Ball. Anthony Edwards, 18.5 points per game. LaMelo had 15.9. So Anthony Edwards has the edge there. Rebounds, 4.6. LaMelo, 5.9. Okay, pretty close. I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna shake the tree too much on that. Assist, 2.8 for Anthony Edwards. Assist for LaMelo, 6.1. That is huge to me. Absolutely huge. So when you take the points and you can add that to assist, when you're talking about assist, you're talking at least a minimum of two points per assist. A minimum. So you're saying LaMelo Ball contributes six more points than Anthony Edwards every single game. Now here's the real kicker. Minutes per game. Anthony Edwards 31.7, so really close to 32. LaMelo, 29.7. That is a huge difference. When you factor in how many points people score in a minute, it's a lot of centers. I mean, if you put them in for 25 minutes a game, you're getting more blocks. You're getting more steals. When it comes to these two guys, that's how you get the more stats. So Anthony Edwards having more points and more minutes, uh, duh. If you put LaMelo in for that amount of time, you're going to get the same thing, if not even better. Oh my goodness. I I ruined this time. Okay, I'm going to switch to LeVar Ball. LeVar was a mastermind. He was great. He said Luke Walton was a trash coach, and guess what? He was. He got Lonzo out of there. He said, you know what, UCLA, you're not going to play my son when he gets there? I, I'm not. We're not going to commit to you. We're going to go with Lithuania, and guess what? That's the best thing he could have done, because now they may, he was able to 
enter the draft. So, props to LeVar. LaMelo, you're great. I've seen the Facebook show. LaMelo has grown so much since going overseas. It was best for his character. Five. And I think within five years, people will be saying Mello, as in LaMelo, not Carmelo, the Syracuse graduate. I'll take it. That was a good finish. Dude. You made it across I, the finish line dude, in record time. I, I, was, I was surprised. So much stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, dude. Hey, you had a long take. You had a lot of reasons why Lamelo was I guess the rookie so. of the year. I, didn't, I, I thought I would be short on time, but I guess I'm hey, really dude, passionate about hey, Lamelo Ball. Happens. I guess so. Hey, and I agree. I love Lamelo Ball. Um, but I I do have to bust your bubble here a little bit, friend. I hey, Bring it. I'm an advocate of Lamelo, and I I have never been a ball fan just because I am very judgy. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, I have a very judgmental lifestyle, and I will always be very judgmental for people who I do not like. And Lavar Ball is very annoying to me. <laughs> he he like the just. But in all fairness, uh, I agree. Dude, I feel like he's a good dad. Like he put his, he's got three kids who are like competing for spots in the NBA. Well, two are studs in the NBA. Uh, Lonzo's finally coming out of his shell. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's only got one dude who's competing for his spot, but still, dude, you can't, you can't knock that guy. Like he, I, I just don't necessarily want to spend time with him or listen to him talk ever for a million I, different reasons. I completely agree, but I feel like but what he's all... done has put his kids in the best position to succeed. Yes. I completely agree. So I'm not going to talk shit about the dude himself. Just I don't want to have to like associate with him at all. But his cool. I think Lonzo Lonzo's definitely got the highest upside side of any of the balls. Um, He he can shoot way better than Lonzo ever. Lonzo could. or that, LaMelo? That kid's got a stroke. Uh, Lonzo. LaMelo is better than Lonzo. There you go. Yeah. Um. Anyway. Uh. So, yeah, LaMelo's definitely better than Lonzo. Um. I think he's going to be good. He's got a much better stroke than Lonzo ever had. But Anthony Edwards did shoot, you know, 77% from the floor last night. Eight threes, 42 points, six rebounds, seven assists, one steal, one block. So I personally, here's where I'm I'm at between the two, because you made it very clear that this is a battle between Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball. Yeah. And, I, and I also think that this is one of the better draft classes we've seen in the past few years. Because I think Halliburton over at the Kings that was is the one be I was going to bring up too. I think Halliburton yep. really showed his shit like this year, which great. Um, but what I do have to say is, I think you have to give the minutes per game thing a grain of salt because Anthony Edwards was thrown into the fray of a franchise who didn't really have any sort of talent other than can Carl Anthony Towns and D'Angelo, and D'Angelo Russell was hurt for the vast majority of the year. And so was so Cat. So, yeah, so he had to fall into his own, and he's going to be inefficient. Most rookies are. I think that Anthony Edwards has the highest upside of the two, but LaMelo Ball is going to be the most consistent of the two. I think LaMelo, from here until the end of his career, pending injury, you know, look out for us, big guy. Yeah. Um, is is going to be a much more consistent basketball player and bring you what you need on a on a on a more consistent night. I think Anthony Edwards is going to be more similar to like I don't know, like a James Harden, I guess is the best way to put it, where he can like explode offensively when he needs to, but like defensively he's not going to be that good where like LaMelo can, can get I give you, you two a, or three steals every night. Yeah, go for it. Can I give you a better comp? I think yeah. I think I could see Car uh you know, Anthony getting us Anthony Edwards, his his ceiling would be a Zach Levine. He is an athletic freak. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, he's I, very I, good. I like he that. scores a whole bunch of points. Lamello, and he started his career think, on the Timberwolves. 
Same dude. Basically <laughs> the same dude. Boom. But I, I just, uh, I see LaMelo's path to glory being more championships. Whereas Zach Levine, I think he's a great player. Don't get me wrong. But the Bulls' road to a championship is pretty hard. Yeah. No, no doubt about that. Um, I mean, everyone's road to a championship is really hard right now with Brooklyn in the East and, you know, the Lakers being the Lakers in the West. But yeah. Either either way, um, and Utah coming out of the fucking woodwork and just mm-hmm. balling out. Um, but either way, no, I, I think that's a very good conversation to have. I think it's either Lamelo or Edwards, and I would give it to Edwards just because he's seen more floor time, and I think he com- he he gave more to his team than Lamelo did because Lamelo was hurt toward the end of the year, and Terry Rozier also exploded this year. Like yeah. Terry Rozier really showed us what he was made of. Uh, PJ Washington has been a pretty consistent, a uh, pretty consistent baller for that team. Um, Gordon Hayward. Well, Gordon Hayward got hurt too, but yes, Gordon Hayward is always has has been money um, since his days in Butler. But yeah, uh, I get your point. College, I, he had he had players around him, so it was easier for him to succeed. Yeah, and and not he only did. that, but in the way he could, he could succeed, right? Like the way that Lamelo Ball succeeds is by opening up the offense in a way where he can shoot if you leave him open he's pro he's the best passer on the floor every single yes. night um un- until you you get to like unless he's playing the lakers basically and the the, the nets if i think Kyrie's a fantastic passer and just he is. ball ball player or uh ball handler but either way i think he's so this is going to be elevated in response i think okay. right now i would take lamello over I think LaMelo, to me, I would take over the vast majority of point guards in the league to the point where I would take him top five. Like, if, if people chose five point or four point guards ahead of me and I had to choose the fifth, I would choose LaMelo Ball. That would be a fun thing to do. Like, we did a couple episodes back, the draft. Yeah, maybe we'll the, do a point yeah, guard the draft. elevated draft. Yeah. Yeah, maybe in a couple That'd be episodes. sweet. We could do that. Yeah, see, see where yeah. he actually falls. I like it. I like yeah. It. Okay. All right. That was That was my elevated take. It was... It was juicy. Uh, Very juicy. Shady, Shady, are you ready for your elevated take? Oh, I'm ready, dude, and I'm I'm, okay. I'm bringing it today. I'm striking down well, like Zeus. Well, good, because your time starts now. Nick Saban is not a top 10 football coach of all time. I will repeat it for you. Nick Saban is not a top 10 football coach of all time. I'm not saying college. I'm talking the entirety of football, Okay. He okay. is a top college coach, but amongst all football leagues, he is not a top 10 coach of all time. By comparison, to give you an example of what I'm talking about here, I put Gino Auriemma, head coach of the women's UConn basketball squad, in my top 10 basketball coaches of all time, right alongside the Pat Riley's, the John Wooden's, the Phil Jackson's, the lot of them. Overall record of 1,119 wins and 144 lo- or 144 losses, an overall record of 0.886% win record, 11 NCAA championships. The guy's an, apolu- an absolute monster and would be across any basketball league. Saban would not be in football, and here's why. We all know he has the most national titles of any coach at seven. He has a win percentage of 80%, which is good for 14th of all time, outside the top 10. Okay, sounds good, right? Well, both Urban Meyer and Dabo Sweeney have him beat. Urban is third all time and Dabo Sweeney is 12th all time. Before Bama, his win percentage was only 0.684. On top of that, he went 15 and 17 in the NFL as the coach of the Miami Dolphins. That's all the stats I'm going to give you to show you why Nick Saban doesn't have to be it. Now I'm going to explain why, like theoretically, he is not. 
the true money is in the fact that in the social media age of college football, it is easier than ever for a coach to recruit solely based off of school reputation rather than anything else. We've talked about it before on this podcast. Nowadays, because kids anywhere can see any team play at any time, they know where the contenders are going to be, and the uber-talented kids only want to play for contenders. Every top 100 player in the nation wants to win a chip, and so they try to go to Bama. This makes it insanely easy for Saban to get all of the best players in the nation. I'm not saying he isn't good, but his work in the late 2000s paved a golden brick road for the new age athlete to want to go to his team and his alone. The elephant on the jersey means more than the coach on the field, and that's why he isn't a top 10 football coach for me. Oh, and by the way, you know the second winningest championship coach of all time? Bear Bryant with six. You know, at Alabama, it's about the school and the players, not the coach. Saban is just riding that reputation until Valhalla. That's all she wrote, bro. Wow. Wow. You know, when you first said that, really, it really shook me, you know? Like, yeah, I was not expecting that, and I was ready to jump on you. I really was. And here, you made a lot of good points, but here is going to be my... My little kickback to you, okay? Are you stupid? You're going to kick back to me and call me stupid as a Michigan State fan? Yes. Yes. And here's why, okay? Nick Saban was known for having an amazing running back, and that's it. And then he lost one championship game. And he's like, you know what, folks? This just ain't working. So we're going to have to Doug Dimadone figure something out. And guess what? Blubber Doug. You know how many... Yeah, yeah. Dang, nab it. So listen, now he's getting quarterbacks drafted. Now he's getting his wide receivers drafted. His 2000, I believe it's 2018, don't kill me, I might have the wrong draft class, has 11 first-round picks in it. Absolutely incredible. He is a great recruiter. And when you were talking about college coaching, you have to include recruiting. But now you're going to be like, well, he doesn't, he doesn't have to recruit. Everybody wants to go to Bama anyways. True, but he could, he made that culture. He really did. And I'm not saying he didn't, but it's easier now than it ever was for him to perpetuate that culture is what I'm saying because of the social media age. And your argument that he's putting more people in the NFL draft, no shit, because he's getting all of the top 100 recruits straight out of high school. And most a lot of them are coming in and coming right back out. Well, and obviously football's a little different, so not not as quickly as you would in the NCAA basketball. But either way, like. What I'm saying is the catalyst is the high school football players being like, I want to win championships. I want to go to the NFL. So I'm going to go to Bama. That didn't really happen before like 2005 as deeply as it does now, because kids weren't able to see every single video of every single game and just deduce that. Oh, shit. No, Nick Saban is he has the best program and Alabama will probably be contending every single year. That's why Dabo has been so successful, because he built like he built like the secondary program to to Nick Saban's, right? And and you look at like you look at like coaches like Jim Harbaugh, okay? And I'm a Michigan fan, so it 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 sucks because I I want a new coach. I'm kind of sick of the shit at this point. You mean like an awful but coach? I don't a lot of it, you're, uh... I, I don't know, not an awful coach, but an undevelopmental okay. coach. A, a coach. Well, oh, you want to talk about awful coach? How many people from Michigan State got drafted in the in in the league this year? You want to know how many? Do you know how many the Michigan State players ti- yeah. got drafted? The first time? Zero. The first Zero. time in forever? Who gives a shit? When was the last time Michigan or Bama or Tennessee or Texas got zero? Bama. Same. So the only 
as long no as long as the draft has been around, there's been four teams. I believe one's the Florida Gators, Michigan State, Michigan, and then I forget the other one might be USC. Those were the only four teams. Alabama was not on that list. So this is no now that list but is they have three. the most national titles. True. Other than like way back in the day, I'm talking about of coaches. So like like I said, Nick Saban, Bear Bryant, like the Yales and all that shit have yeah. so many. But but this year they broke it. Guess who's still on that list? Michigan. Michigan. Currently, yeah. But either way, okay. so back off point, I just had to I just had to throw a little shade there. You, you know, know, we Michigan, started so Michigan strong. Well, Chelsea <laughs> we did, love. We did, and now did. I'm just like I'm just and gonna now turn it's this hate. off. And now and now it's hate. <laughs> um but no, either way, I'm saying like the Jim Harbaugh's, what I don't think a lot of people understand is when you get to the point where like you're at the 1% of the 1% of athletes in the entire world, the difference is confidence. The difference is I'm going to go in there and shove this down your throat because I know I will compared to I know I can. Like, that's the biggest difference. Like, oh, I can beat them. But when you play for a program like Bama, who, like I said, two coaches, 11 champion or no, way more than 11 championships, 13 championships. Math is hard. Like through two it coaches, is. you're like, oh, I'm going to win this. I'm going to beat them down. And a lot of the time, it's not until the Alabama players get into the NFL where they start to see a little shade of doubt that they start to get yeah. mad. You, you know what I mean? Look at Trent Richardson and like guys like that. So like Ooh, that's a rough yeah. one. Right, but that's just how it is. So I, all I'm saying is, I'm not saying Nick Saban isn't a great college coach. He obviously is a fantastic college coach. But like I said, Gino Oriema, I would put in my top 10 basketball coaches of all time. I would not put Nick Saban in my top 10 bas- or football coaches of all time because his influence is limited to a specific scenario of success. And when he doesn't have it, he loses, like we saw at Michigan State, like we saw mm-hmm. at LSU. Like we saw at the other schools that he coached at where he couldn't pull off championships. I think, what, he had one 13-1 season at LSU. How many winning seasons did he have at MSU? I don't even know. I don't know either. wasn't great. Yeah. No, it wasn't great. So, like, and I think he, what, what was he, a coach of, like, Louisiana Tech or something as well? I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, I'm, the, I'll be honest with you. I, don't, I didn't know you were going to bring this up. I do not know uh, Nick <laughs> Saban's coaching. didn't come prepared for the tape <laughs> yeah, that he I, didn't I was not know prepared. I was talking about. <laughs> But either way, that's how I feel about it, all right? That's how I feel about it. Okay. Well, I Maybe it's just I hate the too, Crimson Tide, so. Very, hey, me too. I I don't like Bama. So like I don't want to be a Bama I don't want to defend Bama, but I also think that he probably does make it in my top 10. If he doesn't make it into yours, guess what? We have freedom of speech and that's why you have your opinion and I have mine. That's why we have elevated takes. That's why we have a show. Check out the merch. America, baby. Okay. Oh, check out the merch right. <laughs> either way. I think it's about time we get into some segments, bro. I think we, I yeah. think we got a segment to talk about. We gotta we what, gotta what's get the, moving. What is the segment this week? So I think we're gonna do a segment that we haven't really done before. Okay, I'm, I'm okay. I, I don't even know if you're even prepared, so you might have to you might have to take a second to think about what you've got to bring to the table. Because All I right. don't even think I've shared this with you, bro. But it's one that I've been wanting to do, and I call it the Slim Chance Strat. Okay, what is that? What we do is we talk. Yeah, we so the slim chance (laughs) strat is we talk about a mismatch coming up and potentially how the underdog can pull it off. So we basically bring to the table the strategy. 
on how an underdog can pull it off. You got anything in mind? I know you've been watching a lot of sports. Yeah, no, actually, I got something right in mind. Can I go first? I actually got something right at the front no of the shit. Break. Really? You, you yes. got it? You, you got it on the top of the noggin? So, yeah, yeah. All right, just let me uh, say go yeah, off go for King. It, dude. Slim, say go sl- off King. No, slim, slim chance strat. Go for it. Okay, okay. So this is what we're going to do. I said it earlier. Uh, I don't think the Bulls can win a championship right now, right? Mm-hmm. But sure. slim, slim chance strat, right? I think yeah. they can make the playoffs. Right now, they are currently out of the playoffs the by only four games. The Bulls are. That is correct. Now, you know what's going to change that? Their slim, s- slim chance strat is very simple. Levine's, Levine is going to come back from the COVID list. He's going to yep. be playing. They made a great trade in trading in for Vooch. A first-round pick, yeah. I would Playoff much moves. rather take Vooch Playoff over moves. a player. Like, you don't know what you're going to get. And it's a lottery, so you don't even know. You could get the 12th pick. I don't know very many 12th picks. Killian Hayes for the Pistons, I believe, was number eight. And guess what? That's not really working out for them right now. Granted, it could be a future move or whatever. So their strat to get into the playoffs is get Levine back. Does this does this work for your uh, – does this work? Oh, 100%. Yeah, that's 1,000% exactly what yes, I'm talking about. Hey, except for Killian Hayes was definitely the seventh pick. But other than that, no, it's perfect. Okay. Oh, okay. Damn yeah, it. You, you, were, you were so far off. You were so far <laughs> off. But uh, – <laughs> I think I want to say Dumboya this year was the eighth pick, but maybe I'm wrong on that too. Okay, but I, they did have an eighth pick recently, so that that makes sense. Um, or two oh. years ago, when did Dumboya get drafted? Shit, I have no cares? clue. Pistons it's really suck. hard to follow. Who Pistons? even cares? <laughs> who even cares? Uh, but either way, no, I, I I agree with you. I think everyone was kind of shitting on that trade. I feel like like I feel like everyone was like, why did you? Why did they do that? Like, why did they bring in Vooch? No, Not I loved because. It. I think it was just because maybe they didn't they didn't think it was a championship squad, right? But the Bulls aren't preparing for a championship right now. They're just trying to build confidence in their players, wait until dudes like Colby White kind of develop into themselves, and then go from there. And I, dude, Vujovic has been an insane player for the Magic since he stepped on the. He was the best player on the Magic, frankly. Yeah, he's been wasted um, there until he moved. Yeah, and then, I, dude, I just love that trade all around. Wendell Carter has been playing a lot better since he got traded over to the Magic. It's opened the door for Mo Bamba to actually be yes. who Mo Bamba has always Man, been. Man, has he so, really been coming out? Yeah, I love the, I love the, I love the, uh, the trade. Um, as far as the Bulls making the playoffs, dude, with this play in tournament, anything can happen. You know what I mean? If they, True. if they get to the point where they. They're even close. And like you said, Levine comes back. Kobe White's still Kobe White, uh, dude from UNC, for those who don't know. Guy was an yep. insane point guard out there. He's uh, great. He's, he's got a killer throw, in case you care. <laughs> and and like you said, Vucevic, uh, I think Markinen's going to have to play better. I think I think Markinen is going to Without have to give them minutes um, and start hitting threes uh, for them to really stand a chance. But no, Thad I, I, Young I like will it. have to like hit. Thad agreed. Young will have to hit the bench more. Agreed. Dude, he was, I don't he understand was what while, happened to him. He yes. needs to be sat down and give Marketing a better chance. I I traded. I think I traded. Uh, I traded for Pascal Siakam and Thad Young. I traded away Andrew Wiggins and DeAndre Ayton. And Siakam's been great, but I've been regretting that trade ever since just because Thad Young yeah. kept hot for about two weeks and then dropped off a cliff, dude. Dropped off a cliff, but no, dude, I like it. I like it. Slim chance strap, bro. Good. Chicago I'm Bulls I'm making I'm really glad that worked because when I said uh, earlier in the dude, podcast, the I'm like, I know when I said Bulls, I'm like, dang, you know, I kind of like the Bulls. They're, they got actually got a chance. So when you said yeah. this, I'm like, 
Perfect. Perfect. That's I can kind of walk that back <laughs> a little bit. One. I love it. I love it. What do you have? All right. So I'll bring I'll bring a slim chance. I'm also in the NBA uh, for what oh. it's worth. Ooh. And it's also about the playoffs, but in a completely different light than you. So you want to hear my slim chance strat? I've got a. Yes, I In would. fact, I'm gonna I'm a, I'm gonna amend it here for our first slim chance strat. I've got a shotgun slim chance strat. Ooh. So, my shotgun slim chance strat is any team that plays the Brooklyn Nets in the NBA playoffs. I like. I it. think. I think that any team that plays the uh, dude, the the Nets are going in as this unanimous favorite just because they've got so much talent on that squad. You know what I mean? They've obviously got Harden, who's I believe he's still injured. He's he's coming off an injury here for the playoffs. Uh, Kevin Durant on that squad, Kyrie Irving on that squad, Joe Harris, three point killer on that when when he wants to be, unless RJ's got him on his fantasy squad. Uh, he's a three point killer. Um, uh, DeAndre Jordan, who's getting old but is still you know literally a mammoth of a man. Um, uh, and Blake Griffin and Blake Griffin still on that team. Who's also old, but is what it is. They've got tailing out the wazoo. So everyone's going to be going into that playoff thinking that they're going to just take the cake. Um, especially if the Lakers can't get their shit together. I think the Nets will probably be favored just from a talent perspective, but they ain't got the chemistry, bro. Kyrie KD and James Harden. I think it's being shown while James is out. Shout out to James Harden. Okay. Shout out to James Harden because he's been shit on for years and years and years for not being able to take that Houston Rockets team across the finish line. And he was the one who decided to step back this year. Okay. I have not been a huge James Harden fan for my entire life, dude, but he did. He's like, no, I'll be the distributor. I'll be the true point guard here. I'll be the one to, to figure everything out. But if Kyrie Irving couldn't get along with LeBron James, who like we were just talking about, is one of the greatest point guards of all time because he can distribute the ball so effectively. Are you kidding me? Are you really going to get that well on with KD who wants the ball in every aspect? Part of the reason that dynasty worked so well over in golden state was because when, when it came down to brass tacks, yeah. clay and Steph were like, no, you're LeBron's on you. You take a step back three and you just nail it because you're the best. You're, you're the best offensive player in the world, arguably ever. Like, he's such an offensive threat. The Durantula knows how to hit a shot, and Kyrie wants to hit that shot. So what I'm saying is if if, if you, you double KD, you get Kyrie in a position where he's going to need to force something. So you, I, this is my proposition here. Uh, Harden has already decided he's going to be the distributor, okay? So you put the fastest guy on the court to, to guard him as high up, uh, to the half court line as you can just to keep up with him so he doesn't blow by and get one of those bullshit ass either fouls or layups. Then you put your best defensive player on Kyrie and you double team KD. Okay. Yeah. I'm telling you, DeAndre, so you double team DeAndre Jordan. You don't put anybody on Blake Griffin or you put a, one person on DeAndre Jordan. You don't put anybody on Blake Griffin because I don't even know if that dude can, he has not been an offensive threat all year long. I think he's scored over 10 points like less than a handful yeah, of times. He has, he has not been great. No, and you can just shift to it if you need to. So you double KD, you put your best defensive player on Kyrie so he forces something up, put your fastest player on James Harden, and then just put a big body on on uh, DeAndre. And I, dude, I think any team in the playoffs could beat that team on any given night. I'm going to be honest. I don't think they have the chemistry. They might be the Monstars, but they, 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 they do not have 
the chemistry to win a championship. I just don't think. Okay, so here's here's exactly what I'll say, and it goes exactly along with this. So it's not really even a rebuttal. It's kind of an agreement. Uh, how can you remember a team being the favorite to win it all, and also being the team that has the biggest unknowns? Like we have barely seen yes. all three of these guys You're 100% play together right. all yep. season. We don't know what. Yep. Yes, One of them was always hurt. All, all the time. So, like, we, I, I don't know the exact number. I'm going to guesstimate and say roughly 10 games this entire season. Out of 72, we've seen them play together. Who knows if everyone was trying in those 10 games. Playoff games are extremely different. 100%. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to look like. They could be the worst team in the NBA. Or they could be an absolute unit. We don't know yet. Yeah. So, you know, you putting out the strat of how to do it. Not bad. Some GMs might be calling. We'll, we'll take the phone calls. Hey, all day. It, 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 yeah, anybody in that Eastern Conference who wants to give me a call so that I can get you <laughs> past the Nets, I'll, I'll send you my phone number. Just send. Get on the website. Set, send a, send an email out to elevatedtakes.com. Yeah. We'll take Actually, care of you, Actually, we'll uh, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to call them out. The Grizzlies, please call us. You need us. Oh, you need us so we'll bad. We'll get you on the right track so fast. Please. Oh, Grizzlies. We'll make John Morant the best point guard who's ever played. We'll, we'll make yeah. him We'll make him what Scott Brooks thinks Russ, we- what, what, what yeah. Russ Westbrook is. We promise. Do you see John Morant said he is a top five point guard right now? Oh, I did. I, dude, that's a joke, man. That, it is. It's a, it is joke. a joke. I you, love I mean, John Morant. I love John Morant, but he ain't a top five a point guard. i fan of him. Nope. I just put Lamelo nope. in my top five point guard. I wouldn't put Ja. <laughs> no way. Nope. I'm hey, I'm no drafting Lamelo before Ja. We know that now. All day, all day. Hey, hey. Let us know on the YouTube if you yes. want us to do a point guard draft. Let us know on the YouTube if you want us to do a elevated point guard draft, and we'll we'll make it happen for y'all. But other than that, dude, I think that's about a wrap. I think so too, uh, ladies you and gentlemen. To people. My homeboy right here, Shady, just said, check out the YouTube, like, and subscribe. We appreciate you guys so much. We never thought we'd blow up as big as we did. And I know some of you like, Not like that. Calling your, you're saying yourself blowing up. Yeah, like for us, this is huge, man. And we're just doing this for fun. Yeah. And we love it. Exactly, so this is great. Dude. We're happy you guys like our content. And we're so open to constructive criticism or hell even criticism. We'll take it all. So like and subscribe. Leave the comment. Hey, click the bell. People on YouTube say that. Just do it, honestly. <laughs> Listen to the podcast. <laughs> and then uh, check out the website at elevatedtakes.com. The shop is coming up soon. You never know. One day you'll click on it. The shop will be there. You, merch Maybe. is going to sell out quick. I guarantee that. I guarantee that. Anyways. Merch is dope. Yeah. Shady, what you got? Now, like like you said, like obviously we're not like exploding on YouTube, but it feels like we are because like we did not expect anything close to the support that we've gotten. So thank you so much, everybody who's gone out and like taken a listen and whether it's the podcast, the YouTube. Thank you so much. It you don't know how much it means to us. You really don't. Um. So, like I always say, world kind of sucks right now. Things are always pretty grim. The economy doesn't feel like it should be. If you feel like you just need somebody to talk to, please go to the website, email us, tweet us, do anything that you need to do to feel included. Um, And we'll be there because we want to have those conversations. We want to talk to whoever's out there. Like I always say, if your take isn't elevated, even if your take isn't elevated, it's still very, very important. So, everybody, thank you for joining and listening in. Have a good night. As always, deuces. Thank you.